The views expressed on this podcast represent only those of the hosts and do not represent the views of the Student National Medical Association. Hey, SNMA family. My name is Tosin Ibrahim. I am one of your membership chairs, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May the new year be just as bright and beautiful as you all. Hi, SNMA family. It's Anastasia, one of your external affairs chairs. I'd like to wish you all a happy holidays and a happy new year. I hope you take the time to really rest and recharge so you continue to inspire change in everything you set your mind to. Hello, SNMA family. My name is Shivani, co-chair of AMEC Convention Planning, and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you to be excellent in this coming year of 2024 and have a very happy holidays. SNMA family, my name is Fola Alade. I'm the current National Vice President of the SNMA this administrative year, and I would like to extend a happy holidays to you all. I hope that you spend time with your family this time, as well as rest before the new year starts, and I hope to see you all at AMEC. Hi, SMA family. My name is Sydney Baltimore, one of the EAC chairpersons. Coming to you to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy Holidays from my family to yours. Hey, SMA fam, it's Andine Eakin, your executive producer of SMA Presents the Lounge. I want to wish you all a joyful Christmas and a fruitful new year. May God protect you and your families during this holiday season. Please take the time to reflect, reset, and reconnect with yourself and your loved ones. I pray that you all will get to experience the fruits of your labor in the year of 2024. See you all next year. What's up, SNMA family? It's Erica Dingle, student doctor Isabella, Doctor Aldwin, and we want to wish you all a happy holidays and a joyful New Year. You know, we got to continue raising the roof and levels in this game. You know, twenty twenty four is around the corner, and it's our time to elevate who we are for our communities for the way in which we live our life, the way we inspire others, the way that we continue to be encouraged by the work that we actually do. And so I believe in each and every one of y'all, 2024 is coming. So let's finish 2023 strong with gratitude and grace and poise. You did? But y'all know what the time is, you know, what the vibes is. Welcome to SNMA Presents the Lounge, whether you're in the student lounge, the doctor's lounge, or lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. My name is Dr. Aldrin, aka White Co. Poppy, aka Enriching Doc BX, and something that I look forward to uh, during Christmas is just expressing gratitude, gratefulness. I feel like a lot of times people are so caught up in, I got to get gifts, I got to do this, I got to travel. But for me, the, the main thing is being able to help others achieve their goal. One of my homies, we're going to be hosting a toy drive for the kids um, in my community. And as well as there's going to be another toy drive with this organization I'm part of called Black Health Connect that we'll be doing um, in downtown Manhattan as well. So I think the main thing is being able to be in a space where I could continue giving to others and not necessarily receiving. Like I've received all I needed from my community and now it's time for me to give back. How about y'all though? How do y'all feel about upcoming Christmas? 
Well, hello, everyone. I'm student Dr. Isabella. And what I look forward to during Christmas, uh, well, of course, being home with family is number one, but uh, I will be traveling after Christmas for my birthday. You know, I, I'm a traveler. That's what I like mm -hmm. to do. Uh, this year, I will choose to spend my after Christmas in a warm climate. So I will mm -hmm. be traveling uh -huh. to an island that shall not be named yet. Because, you know, to those who follow me on social media or who know me, you will see where I'm going to go. But I think that I, I don't like to tell everyone all of my my plans so surprise, we'll keep that. surprise. it'll be on an island i'll be sipping a, a, a pina colada so that's that's what i'm looking forward to mostly make up <laughs> isabel on that surprise surprise mm, that's surprise. it surprise surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah why you to keep us in suspense bro? just tell us what it is i'll be you know, it's. I feel like everyone doesn't need to know your your moves. You know, I'm trying to protect the good energy because you don't know who's praying on your downfall out there. Okay, you're right. So, you're right. That's fair. Yeah, it's off the mm -hmm. show. It's all good. We got. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I hope you enjoy your vacation. Is thank you, sis. Appreciate it. This is Erica Dingle. What's up? What's up? And something that I look forward to during Christmas is New York City. Period. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever been during the Christmas season, but it is mm. something to behold to yep. actually go on to Saks on Fifth Avenue to see the mm -hmm. Christmas tree. And yep. I'm a native New Yorker, and I'm still always just... Uh, taken aback by the beauty that you get to see in your city. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's crowded and at mm -hmm. times it can be annoying to have to deal with the tourists that don't know how to walk down the sidewalks and the streets. <laughs> but, you know, it really is a beautiful season to kind of explore New York. So that's what I look forward to around right. Christmas. And don't forget Rockefeller Center too. I'd I be loving I used to go mm. ice skating there and bus my all the time. But that's always a good yeah. vibe too. Well, yeah, that's what well. the, cool. the Christmas tree is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I do love going there. So for now, though, let's let's get into it, right? It's time for us to run the list. And for our preclinical students, running the patient list on the wards allows the team to address the pressing matters of the day. So in this segment of the show, we'll be discussing some recent events in medicine affecting our communities and the populations we serve. Ooh. Christmas, y'all. The holidays. Yeah. It's that season. First, though, we, we do want to wish y'all a happy holiday season and the hope holidays. that everyone had a safe and happy and full Thanksgiving, right? Mm. How was yeah. y'all's Thanksgiving's? It was love. I, I had a great time for Thanksgiving. I was at mom's friend's spot uh, doing the thing, holding it down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving was good for me as well. You know, I definitely think it's important to note that uh, my Thanksgiving looked different this year because, you know, a very vital part of my family member wasn't present physically, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's 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 important to note because everybody there's a lot of people who can relate to that, you know, spending a holiday without a loved one being present um, when they probably were there the year before um, or just maybe not having generally good memories about um, 
majority of the holidays. I mean, for me, I typically have good memories for mine, but this year was a bit different. So I think for the listeners, just if anybody out there feels like, oh, you know, this wasn't the Thanksgiving I would have liked to have, or maybe I imagined to have, just know that you're not alone in that space. Um, Cause I too can relate to that. Mm, that's real. Same here. Um, mm-hmm. It was my second holiday without my favorite uncle. Mm. Um, so, well, second Thanksgiving and just the reality of them not being on this earth, it kind of hits like a ton of bricks. Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel that because December holidays or November holidays are typically a joyous time. But for others, mm. it can be sorrowful and difficult for various reasons, like the one you just listed. So, right. That's real. That is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I definitely think that, you know, moving forward, we want our listeners to be able to know what they can do um, in terms of just managing the stress that can come from holidays, because while it is a joyous time, it also does have its fair share of things that aren't as joyous. Um, So according to the clinical neuropsychologist, Dr. Angela Drake, who's based in UC Davis, she had some tips for managing holiday stress. So for her first was just managing the expectations of a holiday. So basically just trying to figure like I guess for her she said quote often what we are experiencing is a disconnect between our actual situation and what we think it should be so I guess it's more so letting go of like what is it that you think the holiday should look like and kind of accepting it for what it is and trying your best to move forward in that direction um two she notes you know letting go of the fantasy that that's a little bit harsh Dr. Angel (laughs) Davis but you know because we all like to dream and hope that you know whatever's in our heads (laughs) can manifest but i definitely see where she's saying she's basically i think saying like allow practicality maybe to rule more of your uh perception of the holidays rather than maybe what is in your head and that kind of ties into number one number three checking in with yourself so i think that's definitely important always making sure that you are keeping tabs of your emotions and kind of like how you feel at any point in time during the holidays and i guess honoring that Mm -hmm. for um having a plan so she suggests having a specific plan for what you will do if you feel stressed out um, sad or anxious during the holidays that could be calling a friend it could be taking a walk turning on music reading watching your favorite tv show um so basically things to i guess um encourage Mm -hmm. self-care in that in that moment um breathe so of course we know that breathing um is very important when it comes to just helping to calm the body calm the mind and so she mentions you can do deep breathing anywhere it doesn't cost anything um that typically people are very much like on a go 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 um kind of energy during the holidays and will try to power through rather than allowing themselves to just take a a deep breath and decompose uh, themselves again mm-hmm. six share the happy memories so of course thinking about all the positives um to the holidays maybe you've had in the past that you can look fondly upon or maybe that you can see right in front of you in that moment in time um of course there's going to be grief but she said to also just try to remember the, the positives as well and then last but not least connecting with the community so she says loneliness has negative effects sorry negative health effects um the holidays can amplify loneliness especially when people no longer have family or live far away from their family or friends you know mm-hmm. like you and i said erica you know we both can kind of relate to uh having maybe a little bit of an absence that we know in the holiday setting, but um, making sure to connect with other people is important during that time. And uh, Dr. Drake definitely makes note that that is something to help, I guess, combat that loneliness that can come with the holidays. Um, Yeah. So that is the seven tips. Hopefully our listeners can take it moving forward um, into using it as they navigate the holidays. 
But what about you guys? How do you guys kind of keep yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually centered during the holidays? Mm. That's a good question. I think it changes. Mm. Um, mm. Like if I reflect on, I don't know, last year, mm-hmm. how I handled myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, honestly, it looks totally different than it does this year. Mm. Um I think I was just I was just sad and last year was really hard so I I stayed mm-hmm. to myself um so as not to bring my worst self which I, which I what I felt was like my worst self at the time I didn't want to bring that to other people so right. I just kind of stayed to myself and you know thank God for Netflix mm-hmm. there's always <laughs> something to watch right. um you know whether it's you know watching sermons or just um not not even just church at this point but like Mm -hmm. motivational talks you know like I said it changes when I was in my 20s I was probably heavy on the sermons but like now I'm more open to listening to other avenues Mm -hmm. of encouragement and building up you know videos that talk about building up oneself so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without rambling it changes yeah yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, I agree with you, like Erica, in terms of it changes like a year ago for me. It was, I was like in a very dark space, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And a year ago, I was preparing to go to Paris. You know, I had left residency at the time and trying to figure out like what my next steps were because mm-hmm. it felt like a failure, you know what I'm saying? In, in the holidays, typically, I'm, I'm in, you know, an uplifted spirit. Like my birthday's in December too. So December fourteenth, mm-hmm. in case December y'all want to babies. Like, you know what I'm saying? You send y'all my Amazon well. gift list. You yeah. Heard? <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be in the show notes too. It's gonna be in the show notes. Yeah. But you're a Satch though. I'm a Capricorn, so you're like early December. Wait, you're, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a Satch. I don't know. I, I don't know about. I don't know about better, but you know, I'll say at least we're we have the the commonality of having December as our birthday month. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. <laughs> But this year, I think, like I've, I've, I've experienced such significant humility and humbleness about this process, and um, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful again to be here because last year I don't think it would have been a year where I felt that way, where I felt entitled to live and do what I need to do. But now being in a space where you know I'm committed to social justice, you know, community activism and things of that nature, um, that's reinforcing like why I need to continue to do the work that I'm doing. And right. I really stay emotionally and spiritually and mentally, um, you know, channeled through a variety of means. You know, I always mention on the podcast meditation. I, you know, have a journal that I write in daily. I have a social support group that I connect with um, every week as well. Got my brothers at all times with me in case anything happens that I touch base with. So I really try to express that. In, in, in a variety of forms and fashions and I stay connected mm-hmm. to that. And I always give myself grace because it's like, yo, life is hard in itself, man. Living right. and breathing, having, there's always pressures of the world that are put onto us. But I think that if we learn that um, those pressures, we can sometimes create ourselves. And if we let mm-hmm. go of those pressures and say, today, I'm just going to chill. Like, I'm just going, like Erica mentioned, I'm going to watch Netflix. Like, I don't need to be going out and, you know, with all these friends and getting all these gifts or working out and, you know, like feeling tired and all of these kind of things like rest, reassess, Mm -hmm. reassure yourself, reaffirm yourself in this process. You know, you are, you are a human being. You are not an automaton. 
right? You're not meant to do all these extraneous things. And I always go back to my ancestors. I try to live just like them. Like when I'm tired, I sleep. When I'm hungry, I eat. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just that's what it is. And I feel like we overcomplicate this process instead of enjoying the simplicities of life. We tend to navigate toward the complexities, and that's when we become in misalignment with who we truly are. Right. Agreed. Agreed. What about you, Is? Did you answer? You answered yeah, you answered already, right? Right. Oh, well, you know, I think that you guys' answers mm-hmm. is more than, more than enough uh, for our listeners. Uh, but I would say... I'll give a little mention that I think for me is just making sure to keep on my relationship with God, make sure to give myself that space to do what fills my cup, even when it doesn't have anything to do with my responsibilities and just trying to like remind myself that, I mean, I have a faith system, you know, I believe in God. I can't speak for anyone else who's listening. Um, but knowing that God is the one kind of leading my ship and not anybody else. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I, I go about it. Um, Amen. so yeah, uh, we will pull through, we will all pull through with the holidays. Alwyn said something about, um, like kind of staying, doing what you need to do, like staying to yourself if mm-hmm. you need to, and not overextending yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like we think we can kind of just do it all mm-hmm. at times. I feel like that's how our society has approached Christmas and gift giving for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and it ends up being a, a source of financial stress and burden. Um, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think even pre-pandemic, this was likely the case. Like, I can That's remember scrambling to go get gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do y'all even use these gifts? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending all this money wow. on y'all. Seriously. But, you know, as of now, um, I believe it's the Washington Post that reported Americans are turning more cautious Mm-hmm. ahead of the holiday shopping season as they grapple with high prices, dwindling savings, and rising debt. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And then although shoppers are still spending, okay, this is according to Sir Connor, excuse me, mm-hmm. they're still spending their focus more on essentials and making fewer discretionary purchases. And this firm, Sir Connor, they research consumer behavior. Um, okay. So, I mean, what let's talk about your expectations before we get into more of the, I guess, consumer behavior aspect. Do y'all have expectations of people and standards that you place on yourselves regarding Christmas shopping? Honestly, go ahead, Alden, because you're our financial corner. Ex- extraordinary. Well, you know, I was, you know, this is actually going to be part of the financial corner we're going to talk about budgeting mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of statistics. Way too soon, then. Don't give it away too soon. No, I'm just right. giving it to you. Wait, baby. You know, wait, baby. You know, we wait. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do that. But honestly, like, I don't put any standards. Like, for me, honestly, when, as it pertains to getting gifts, like, I have a very small family. Like, just me and my mom, pretty much. Everyone else right. is in, like, West Africa or like in Europe and things of that nature where they right. not to celebrate Christmas to the same right. extent that we do here. Um, so for me, it's, it's never been like that serious with Christmas. Like my mom always showed me love and all, all that good energy, but I never felt like there was a standard for me to like go out, get gifts for like, you know, for instance, my homies, daughters and stuff like that. Honestly, you know, um, 
I would do it, but it's not like at the forefront of my mind because mm-hmm. they understand like, yo, he's trying to build, he's trying to save up, he's trying to create this financial empire that's really critical mm-hmm. for him so that right. and he could disseminate what he needs to to the appropriate people that he needs to do that with. So I never put those standards on myself or anybody else. Again, I always believe in the spirit of Christmas for me is living in my total, complete, comprehensive self. And by yeah. giving myself to others, I'm given the gift that I need that's necessary for the world to see. I don't necessarily have to buy a gift per se. You know, there's a five five below on my block, not too far from here. And um, recently we had a toy drive again and I got like a couple gifts for, you know, random, you know, children in the neighborhood. And I think that's always great because toys help kids connect to their childhood and makes them feel right. good. Positive emotions, mental health and all those those good things. So I will do that in that circumstance, but I don't by any means put pressure on myself to say, yo, I got to get every kid that I know on the block like a toy. Like, no, that that is just not, that's unrealistic. You know, I can only control what I do, how I think, how I feel, and how I behave. Right. And to me, the most important thing is giving myself for others in this special moment in time. I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. Go uh, ahead. Do you think I'm ready? I'm, and I'm I'm opposed this to Iz because Iz is still in school. So like, mm-hmm. let's say you have an expectation. Somebody's buying you a gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Somebody's. What would you Ooh. recommend Ease. as Ooh. Ooh. the best gifts for mm-hmm. medical students in your site? Mm, that's an amazing question. I love question. that. Yeah. That's actually an amazing question. Wow. For residents too, don't forget, you know. And... Okay. Residents too. Yes. Yeah. So both of y'all I, could kind of. I think like the best gift, like, would be if somebody like paid like maybe a couple of my bills, honestly speaking, because my bills take up a big. <laughs> they, they take, <laughs> they take well, up a big. You never money. know. Tell them right now. How much bills you got? There might be somebody looking that's going to pay. Oh. Okay, well, listen, you know, I don't want anybody out here judging my lifestyle, <laughs> but I will say, can you I pay her say, bills? <laughs> I will say my bills, you know, will every month come up to around roughly 2000 a month, you know, when I'm calculating everything. So that is a lot of my loan money slash whatever other income I may have saved when I worked before I came to medical school. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a big amount. So I feel like if somebody said, Oh, I will pay like the next two, three, you know, bills of your rent. Oh, that would be a beautiful gift, but can they afford it? That's mm-hmm. the question. Now that's where a husband comes in rather than somebody just give me a gift. Um, but I think, <laughs> but I think that, I think that, you know, it, it that would be. I think medical students appreciate when the burdens of not making a certain income during that time period could be alleviated mm-hmm. by you know help with paying the way that they live, like and not mm-hmm. necessarily like a, a superficial gift, like oh buy me a, a new outfit or something like that, but something like that's sustainable. Like you need to sleep somewhere, so a mm-hmm. rent, you know, paying somebody's rent would be very appreciated. Paying their car note, whatever the the bill may be. Um, not saying that, you know, not trying to put out all my bills out there, but, you know, if there is somebody out there who wants to help a medical student. <laughs> all right. Now I got one for you. What if, what if mm. someone paid for your UWorld subscription? Would that, that suffice? That'd be great. Yeah. Cause UWorld dropped. is expensive. UWorld yeah. is expensive. Yeah. Like, I just dropped $400, 400 for the um, Comlex level three. And that was with the oh, discount, wasn't it? Yeah. That had that oh, hurt. That's my Christmas shopping to myself. That's my Christmas gift. Uh, okay. I love that for you. No, but if they pay for my actual exam, because that's <laughs> no, six hundred something dollars, I would listen, okay. You may you may be the one if you're a dude. 
You may be the one. I wish serious. men could say the same and have someone pay for the uh, world or the uh, exams. Mm. Yeah, I got it good. Yeah. yeah, I got it good. Yeah. It's so rare. I, I can't speak for medical students. Right? Some people might be like, oh, I want a like, new closet. And that's what makes them happy. But I think that like for us, it's just like the burden of the like having to pay all these other bills. And we're not even making like an income. That's not loans, you know? So mm. that's, yeah. that's what I would speak speak on yeah. for my fellow med students yeah. but I, I definitely think that this has been a great it's been, it's been great for us to just talk about the the good parts of the ho- the holidays right which is like or actually not necessarily the good parts but more so the parts of the holidays that have to do with the reality the harsh reality so we talked about um kind of like the mental health burden that comes with holiday stress. We talked about the financial burden. Like there's a lot of burden that comes with the holidays, but there's been a lot of burden in other aspects as well. Maybe not so close to home when it comes to our personal lives, but definitely the entertainment world has been having a very large burden right now. Um, Specifically somebody who goes by the name Diddy, as well as he uh love he calls himself big love what does he call himself brother love now listen brother this love. Man is- <laughs> he changed his name again <laughs> he's going by so many different he's going by so many different names and we're and we also have the kiki palmer and darius jackson situation so i wanted to just say both right off the bat because i feel like there's a lot of overlap between their two situations um mm-hmm. in terms of intimate partner violence being a huge focal point for both Cassie and Diddy as well as Kiki Palmer and Darius' situation. So Kiki Palmer, Darius, let's start with them. So mm-hmm. I'll start with them because we spoke about them in previous episodes when Kiki Palmer wore a particular outfit that Darius didn't approve of and he chose to use Twitter as his outlet to mom. Ex- <laughs> you a whole you, mom you though. A mom though. Like just you know berating our good sis kiki and we do not know this man right we don't know this man we don't know what he's about outside of being kiki palmer's boyfriend and maybe or let me not say maybe allegedly the brother of saranis jackson that is his brother i'm just being messy by saying allegedly So (laughs) so um we know his brother played Mo- one of Molly's boyfriends on the sh- show Insecure made by Issa Rae. Um, but he's maybe what a C-list art- uh, actor at best. Like he's still not that, that famous, but if I have to use anything to describe <laughs> Darius, that I would talk Molly. about his, <laughs> I'm just going, listen guys, I'm going with the facts here. I'm not trying to shade anybody. I'm just saying like, we did not know a Darius. You shading that man by talking about his C-list, C-list. celebrity brother. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> you know you're by association type. Listen, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie on this good podcast that we do every every month. So, you know, I will say that <laughs> for, for Darius and Kiki, um, I thought that we we came to, you know, after that situation happened and it seemed that everybody was siding with Kiki as they probably should. Um, it seemed like, you know, there wasn't much being said on Kiki's end. I mean, she never really directly made a comment mm. about you know what Darius said on Twitter so we're not even sure like where does she stand with like his uh, his opinion then she pops up on her birthday 
and she's singing to this man and feeding this man and they're having dinner and they look like they're kumbaya and then everybody's like uh-huh. oh maybe we should just mind our business because they're still holding on strong like so we i think we all took a back seat even though i know for me i still felt like what he did was weird on that on twitter um but i never connected it to what ended up being revealed which is that apparently Darius has been physically and you know emotionally abusing Kiki for some time now uh to the point that she filed a restraining order on November 9th 2023 alleging that on November 5th Darius trespassed into her home without her knowledge or her consent um and there was a video revealed on TMZ that showed Darius physically attacking Kiki um it also got pretty messy with the family Kiki's mom got involved there was a whole like phone call that got leaked um on <clears throat> social media with Kiki's mom and Darius um and Kiki and they're all like Kiki's mom is basically like going in on Darius and Usher somehow gets mentioned in that man was just minding his business and his whole sexual identity got <laughs> outed on this phone call <laughs> listen like what i tell you is it's been it's been messy it's been messy but i want to pause you know before we go into the diddy cassie situation like what are you guys' thoughts just about this kiki and darius situation any form of violence toward man or woman i'm completely against and the fact that he put his hands on another woman I, i'm like disgusted at that mm. um but I'm also interested to hear because oftentimes with partner violence, there, I'm not going to say it's equal, but I'm interested to hear if she played any role in regards to the violence. That, because sometimes we only we only hear one side. Like let's just keep mm. it up. You know what I mean? Mm. But if it's him actually doing this, and then that's the mother of your child, like that that is just pure hatred. Like what you know, what is going on with your psyche, with your brain, with your mind that you mm. feel like you have to take it to that that extent and then trust trespass. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I gotta wait and see like what's going to transpire with this, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed, you know, um, cause I was holding on for the Darius troops, even though he's D list celebrity or he's unknown, but now he's like, unknown. he's not he's even D list. brother. I said the brother is a C list. I know. Not I I demo- I the- he's D list, right? I mean, by association with Kiki, you get elevated. No, no, no. There's no celebrity status by association. You stay unknown until you do something in your career that garters you. The- <laughs> now that makes a lot of sense, but I mean, yeah. I-, I haven't followed up much with it, but I will say that, um, you know, shout out to Kiki for standing ground on what she needs to do, you know, protecting herself. If you got to, you know, oftentimes in these scenarios, you know, especially as it pertains to black women, you know, they, they don't want to harm the potential of the, the man that they're with or they, that they were with in terms of what they got going on. Like, because if you include police, police reports, like media and all of those kind of things, they tend to shy away from that. And they keep, you know, these instances bottled in for protection mm-hmm. of that man. And sometimes that you know, leads to disastrous consequences, murder, violence, continued, you know, lack of support and encouragement and things of that nature. So I'm happy that she stood firm on what she thought was, you know, what she needs to do at that particular time. And time will tell what's going to really transpire. But yeah, I don't know much else to say about that. It's unfortunate all around because I think this has forced her to um, take legal action for the custody of her baby boy um according to new york nbc new york um 
she petitioned Kiki Palmer petitioned the court for Jackson to pay for his own attorney in this custody battle for her baby boy. She's requested full legal and physical custody, um, mm-hmm. according to documents obtained yeah. by TMZ and page six. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mention she petitioned the court for Jackson to pay for his own attorney, though she elected to front the cost for the reasonable expenses of pregnancy and birth per the outlets. And she's also noted the legal papers that the court may make orders for child support and issue an earnings assignment without further notice to either party. So it's, I mean, it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder like, so she's, I I don't see Kiki needing child support, not to say that she shouldn't get it. I just don't see her needing it from her. Right. From him. Um, Mm -hmm. So it just makes you wonder like what, she probably was endangered if this is something that she's following. Um, right. And so soon after, I think the news was released. So the truth will come out. I'm out of my business either way, but we do report the news around here. Um, I'm telling you, so, I'm telling you, but yeah, I, nobody wants to hear a story of any domestic violence on either side, male or female. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, to our listeners, if y'all want to get the details about, this, these allegations, you know, it, the, you guys can Google it. Um, but also on top of that, too, Kiki does make some remarks about just this seeming to run in Ch- Jackson's family, like, you know, Darius's family and whatever she mentions, the brother she mentions. Hmm. You know, we won't talk about this on this platform because that's not our place. We're just here to report the news and possibly give our take or two. But everything else... You know, social media is free. Google's free. You guys can look into those details. But um, this is the first, I think, um, large example um, from a celebrity uh, this year about intimate partner violence. And so it was just very jarring to see it happen. And I think that Kiki has been such a squeaky clean character uh, for almost her entire career. Uh, So the fact that a man is causing all this situation. It's just very disheartening. And I, I, my heart goes out to her. I really hope that she heals from this, but uh, yeah, we are, um, we, we wish her the best of luck. So now moving on to Diddy and Cassie. So this one guys, this one threw me for a loop. Cause it's like for years, for years, I had been hearing things through the great friend about Diddy, but it was always like a, he said, she said kind of chopped and screwed version of, you know, Diddy, and it was never like a clear, concise thing. I heard things from 50 Cent about this man does not mess with Diddy for a, a number of reasons. <laughs> Sometimes it was very more on the edge of homophobia. So I was like, eh, like, is it because the man moves differently than maybe you would move? But then I was like, okay, I I can see where this allegation possibly you know, came from if if this was what he was alluding to. I heard things from um, Tasha Kay's blog site about some ex girlfriend who said very very similar things to the lawsuit um, that Cassie put. Um, so it's just very interesting to see this all now be said in one piece in one story, and now we can get mm-hmm. like the full picture. Like, okay, this is what went down. This is probably what has happened to other women that he's been seriously involved with. Mm-hmm. And now we can start scrutinizing this man a little bit differently. Cause there's a lot of people who are around him that is no longer on this earth anymore. And I just wonder mm-hmm. what he had to do about that situation. So just to kind of uh, spell it out for our listeners, um, 
Cassie, also known as her full name, Cassandra Ventura, uh, she filed a sex trafficking sexual assault lawsuit on November 17th against her ex-boyfriend, P. Diddy Combs, in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, according to court documents obtained by USA Today. So um, there was a lot of things said in that lawsuit. It was a 35-page lawsuit. So Mm-hmm. Sis, sis went from the beginning. She started from when she first met this man all the way back in 2005 down to the day she said goodbye in 2018. Like she went mm-hmm. through the whole thing. But I think the best way to kind of encapsulate it is that Diddy would physically assault Cassie, um, had her doing sexual acts that involves human trafficking as well as his own his own personal sexual uh i don't know what the word to say is the fantasies or his own sexual preferences i don't nice you know i'm trying yeah i'm trying to keep it as g slash pg rated on this podcast as i can but listen that lawsuit is r-rated mature like it's mm-hmm. far from that so i'm really trying my best but it's just it's I think a good example to give would um, be the fact that, so I think the human trafficking piece is a very big piece because that's like, that should send somebody to prison. Um, But basically he would have something called freak offs, um, which is a fancy term for voyeurism, which is essentially just taking, um, taking somebody that you are intimate with and watching them have sex with another person as a way to please yourself. And so he would get these, you know, people that Cassie would have sex with through telling her to hire um, male, black male escorts on various sites. And they would have these all across the globe, honestly, like it wouldn't just be in the United States. He would have them in. Um, And Cassie, so that's just one quick example, but there's many more and I don't want to belabor the point too long. So I'm just trying to find a way to, uh summarize it um however you know i think the best way to put it is that she has been in this toxic abusive relationship for almost her entire 20s and because that was her boss she didn't feel like there was anything she could do and he also was known to be very abusive and he controlled pretty much everything in her life so she didn't feel like she could walk away she didn't feel like she could do anything without facing severe repercussions um so now we're talking about what where are we at now with the whole suit, right? So those who want to know the details, you know, this is not the platform where we're going to say every little thing that Diddy did, but you know, the, there's there's people who have given their own, um, I guess, summaries of it. Uh, Jesse mm-hmm. Wu is a person. DJ Academics, if that's the kind of flavor you like, but I'll warn you <laughs> in advance. He he does he does add spice and a little bit of you know. Um, some controversial twist to the way he says his things, but he'll give you he'll, he'll go through the whole lawsuit. And there's even some things floating on TikTok. So if, if people want to, you know, if the listeners, if you guys want to, you know, hear everything and and get the whole story, I would suggest you look to those resources. And so in terms of now the settlement, so what really blew I think a lot of us is that in less than 24 hours, this court this case was settled, whichever unknown amount was paid to Cassie and it, the whole thing is over. Like there's nothing to be said. And I think that people were surprised because they thought, Oh, like Diddy's going to probably drag it out in court. He's probably, you know, he has been denying the allegations. He's never accepted the allegations. However, he still paid some amount. 
to mm-hmm. end the suit. Um, peop- I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? What do you guys think could have caused him to settle it so quickly? Other than he likely did it? I mean, well, no, I'm just saying like, I, and this is, I'm not, a, I'm not in law, so I don't really know what else would cause a person to not fight for their money beyond $30 million because we do right. know that the amount was more than that. Right. Um, maybe he just is in his love era and feels like everybody that sues him should get money because he's brother love. You know, mm. that could very well be it too. Who knows? And maybe he just has no time for fake ones and wants to sip Cristal with the real ones at this point. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, it is wild um, because, you know, I know you gave us the details, but the lawsuit alleges rape, physical abuse, and sex trafficking, none of which is to be taken lightly. Um, There were also members of a previous group, Danity Kane, Mm -hmm. that showed support to Cassie um, Mm -hmm. amidst all of this coming out. One of which um, I think is Aubrey, who's been vocal over many years, Mm -hmm. just kind of letting people know, like, this man is unhinged. Yeah. Um, And I mean, like you said, you can do a deep dive to find out stuff on your own. You can find the 35-page lawsuit on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I don't know. I... Did he did he run the city? Is what they say. So you know he has money like to put out for it. So mm-hmm. I I guess okay. And this the, let's let's keep in mind, y'all. This is the same man that was not paying people their royalties for how many years, and not now yet. all of a sudden he gave them their rights back. So let's just I just want to let everybody know that so that way we can use our own critical thinking skills to see was he preparing for this? Is it what you just said, Erica? Is he in his brother love phase? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm leaning towards the first. Um, and I also think, but sorry, Aldwin, I want, I want to hear what you, what you think about it. Cause before I kind of <laughs> so keep my going. way, great comprehensive overview of the, of the suit and what's going on. I loved it. Uh, I, I even learned some things from what you were saying. Um, so in this scenario, what we got to look at is, you know, there's a civil suit and then the, you know, there is the criminal right, aspect mm-hmm. of it. She was mm-hmm. primarily focused on the civil side. Now what mm-hmm. she, had talked about about you know violence i remember reading um in some of it that there was one night that he had punched her in her her face she ended up bleeding and then end up like vomiting from the you know the consequences mm-hmm. of being punched in the face and even one of his bodyguards reported like he's been said to say this on interviews on Vlad and all those kind of um, media outlets like yo did mm-hmm. he really be on this type of time you know mm-hmm. so i'm not in doubt of like what transpired but it's interesting to see you know, she only focused on the civil side where the money aspect is, but chose not to. And for whatever reason, I support her in coming out because now what's going to happen is that now other women, if allegedly he has done these things, he's probably done it to other women as well. And maybe it's giving them the confidence and allows them to bolster their own support and surround themselves by other women who are doing this and go after them. If you do, the, if you do wrong, you got to do the time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can't imagine like someone being in that position of power, being able to take advantage of such, you know, a beautiful woman in such a way. I mean, they even remarked that he made her cut her hair. You know what I'm saying? Like when they had the half hair, she had the half hair yeah. and then the other side. And then that became a new trend. But behind right. that experience was trauma. And we didn't even know. We just... saying, oh, she's starting something different. And it was fly. I ain't gonna lie. You know, 
I had one of my exes mm-hmm. do the same thing too. I was like, yo, put you know what I'm saying? Put on right there. You, can you look good with that. You feel me? You, wait, you said, wait, rub my back? <laughs> no, no, I had one of my exes like, oh, she had boy. Look, like she was following oh, me with the exes. Okay, like, yo, <laughs> okay. yo, baby, that looked good. Like, Okay, so you didn't tell her to do that. That's no, I didn't tell her to do that. I mean, no. Okay, okay. I thought I, mis- I thought I misheard it you. It looked good, you know. She, you know, she pulled up one day with it. But anyway, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought she was about to finish you all, when I thought it was about to be. <laughs> I, I, I misheard you. I'm so sorry because I was, yeah, you know, be careful, okay? Because I, I know that you're ready. <laughs> I, you know, we get ready on this podcast. I stay ready with the guns. That's all. Period. You know, guns are the words. By the way, you know, we don't condone mm. violence on this podcast. By the way, at but all, at all. The, the point of the matter is that um, I, I I expect Diddy to receive his proper retribution in due time. Mm. What is done in the dark will come into the light in some shape or Period. form. And mm-hmm. I, what I get really frustrated with is like all these people, you read the comments and there's men in there like, oh, why she took so long? Like, yo, it doesn't matter whether she took 10 years, 15 years. Like this, it's a complex situation that you are in there facing it that you don't understand. Sometimes even scenarios where this guy has a chokehold on your career. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. Cassie's career has not really flourished. And she's, she's talented. I'm not saying like she crazy, like with the, vocals and singing but i think uh erica's looking at me like crazy but i think cassie has talent you know <laughs> like i mean i think she has some talent you know, you know what i mean she she, she 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 had a good run in the t- you know the early 2000s r&b phase i, I think she, she fit, yeah. i think i think she fit i think she fit the sound now is does she have look, talent oh. yes does she have talent um, that is that is questionable right, that so, is yeah she, that's questionable that's she questionable. has some talent you know, like mm-hmm. I thought, like I, I would say. But anyway, regardless, yeah. the, the point of the matter is that, mm-hmm. you know, this this had, had to transpire, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, no matter what we think, no matter how we feel, the truth will come out and we will navigate this as we need to. A hundred percent. You brought up a good point, too, Alwyn. Um, sorry, my face was still looking crazy because of the Cassie thing. I personally. <laughs> the hair? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the. She had one song, right? Uh, she got me and you, and she also had she also had um, long way to go, way to go. That that slapped, okay. The, the way they synthesized the beats, and oh, all yes, that. the way they yeah. auto tuned her voice, yes. But let's oh, okay. okay, 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 okay. Let's yeah. go. calm down. I'll take guys. it, all I'll right. take so, it. Let's be nice. <laughs> I'm just saying. Auto tune <laughs> makes the world go round. But no, Alvin, you you mentioned like with with Diddy being accused, it might encourage other women to come out, whether mm. it's against him or even with others. And I'd like to bring up what's known as the Adult Survivors Act. So yes, on yeah. I believe it's May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, Governor Kathy Hochul here in New York signed the Adult Survivors Act, um, and this is an act or bill creating a one-year look-back window for survivors of sexual assault that occurred when they were over the age of 18 to... Sorry, was it over or under? Um, Y'all remember? It's over? Okay. Oh, over it was the over the age of 18. Okay. Yeah. To sue their abusers. That makes sense. Okay. Sorry, the way mm-hmm. I was reading it. Over the age of 18 to sue their abusers, regardless, here we go, of when the mm-hmm. abuse occurred. So yes. if they if it occurred when they were 15 or 17, they could sue mm-hmm. them when they were over the age of 18. And I think this act being 
initiated and the window was what up until November 24th of this year with a couple day extension or something like that. So we've been seeing multiple um, accusations coming out regarding these survivors um, that have dealt with some type of sexual assault. Um, And I, I, you asked the question like, or pose the thought, are people going to come out more and more now? I mean, we've seen it in the last few weeks. There's been a number of reports, like another person against P. Diddy, mm-hmm. Gooding Jr., um, mm-hmm. the former mayor of New York again. Right. Um, there are others. I don't remember their names, but... Jamie yeah. Foxx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so yeah. I think that being the case, you know, when you have one person that speaks up, albeit the time, it does kind of give other women who felt like they didn't have a voice for so long the the option to kind of say, you know what, let me take mm-hmm. my stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And also, I don't think it needs to be stated, but we will. SM, SNMA, the podcast, condemns all acts of physical and sexually intimate partner violence. Like, all Amen. of it. Across the board. So... We talk about it, but we don't we don't condone that around here at all. One hundred percent, and yeah. we just want to make sure that people know that you know the holidays they are a time of joy, you know, and community. But for people who have an abusive partner, especially during the holidays, where you kind of like maybe feel trapped around them all the time, it can be really stressful and dangerous. And so, mm-hmm. spending time with family and friends, dealing with extra stress, and traveling can just challenge the safety planning during the holidays or a long weekend. Um, and Family and friends may also struggle to help or support the particular survivor during that time. And so we also suggest planning for holidays and weekends to help families and survivors feel safer during these moments. Um, the, there is um, a link uh, that uh, talks about the hotline.org uh, and just safety planning for the holidays. Um, we also want to shout out the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, they are open 24 24- seven so you can call it anytime they have languages in both english spanish and 200 others through interpretation services and so if you guys uh, go ahead and dial the number 1-800-799-7233 that is a hotline that could potentially save you or somebody else's life if you know anybody that is experiencing intimate partner violence facts that's a fact well you know, thank you guys for speaking on um, the importance of awareness of domestic violence. But now we gear our heads toward the violence that's been perpetuated in the NBA. You know, we haven't talked sports for a little while now. But uh, this guy, Draymond Green, who is notorious for his nonsense that he does. Uh, if you guys don't know, Draymond Green is one of the players for the Golden State Warriors, four-time NBA champion. Um, allegedly going to be in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, with his acts, I, I, I seem to to doubt uh, that would potentially happen. But recently uh, he came into the news on November 15, 2023 um, because he put another player in the headlock who he has had a history with Rudy Gobert, who's a former defensive player of the year in the NBA and a great player um, from France. Um, and this is not the first time he's done this. This guy has stepped and stomped on another player's chest while accidentally saying like he was in my way. So I, I'm going to stomp on his chest. He's kicked uh, players in their body, you know, reproductive system parts. Oh, no. Endangering the millions of dollars that these men are worth, um, according to the NBA. And so um, the debate that's going on that's spurring a lot of conversation is about what Draymond Green is doing. Is it intentional? Is it not intentional? Like, does he recently got a five-game suspension? I think they're one in four. 
So they had one win and four losses, people. Okay. Um, since he uh, had the, um, the suspension. And people are wondering, should it be extended? Should it not be extended? And why is there this repeated history of violence that he portrays toward other NBA players? Now, remember, the NBA has 425 players in it, uh, approximately. And mm-hmm. typically, most of these players, you know, they have a sense of brotherhood. But there's always a sense of agony, apprehension, anger, disgust toward particular prayers for one reason or another. And Draymond is oftentimes at the top of the list. He even, um, there was actual footage of him punching another player about a year ago, Jordan Poole, who plays for the Wizard, knocking him out. You know, so imagine you being a grown man. These are, you know, Draymond's like 6'8", Jordan Poole's like 6'6", 6'7". You know, these are tall dudes, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. That dude for your perception, you know what I'm saying? Like, NBA is all about the perception, right? When we look back into the Allen Iverson days, when he's like, practice? You want to talk about practice? Allen Iverson was noted because of him talking practice for the rest of his career to look like someone that doesn't practice, even though he's one of the best players at the time. So things that happen in your personal life affect what happens in your professional life. We're seeing recently there's another player, Josh Giddy, who was um, noted to potentially have um, sexual engagements with an uh, underage minor. But I'm saying that to say now with this happening with Draymond Green, re- repeatedly it happens, but this guy is still not being penalized in the same way that these other players are being penalized, right? They're not right. losing bread. He's not losing bread. People are still signing him. He got, he got a multi-million um, co- dollar contract that got reinforced this year. So I wanted to ask you guys, I know you guys don't necessarily probably watch sports like that, but like, what are your thoughts on based off what I, you know, what I've kind of talked about with Draymond Green? How should, you know, the NBA and how should we perceive of people like that in such a environment? Yeah, I think um, this is like it's been repeated behavior at this point. Like, I saw there's an article from I think it was last February when he did punch Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Um, at a press release, they asked him a bunch of questions and, um, he, Draymond Green stated it wasn't an anger management issue, but he keeps his emotions bottled up. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, and I quote, like I said before, I have an issue with how to let my emotions out. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I like to keep my emotions in because I don't like to give people the power over my emotions. So I internalize them. I'm not saying that it's something I want to change. I want to keep my emotions to myself. But what I do want to change and I do need to work on is how they end up coming out. Um, now, I I feel like this opens up the floor to a bigger conversation that needs to take place regarding mm-hmm. these sports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, sport, I don't want to say companies, these sports teams and just well, the overall overarching um, overarching sports whether it's football basketball baseball like i don't i I don't know i know they have chaplains but do they have therapists yeah they Um, actually the nba has a mental health initiative so they actually have psychologists that every nba team has and there's um you know you can actually have actual meetings with a psychiatrist as well one of my homies a sports psychiatry in cali and works with the lakers yeah well in this instance i would for him unless he completed x amount and showed like fitness mentally i wouldn't put let him play no more because it's these you know how they get this god complex that i think is just associated to the amount of talent and money that they have and it's like well unless they're being checked Mm. 
it, it it's gonna keep happening. He he says, you know, it's not something that I want to change. Well, bruh, <laughs> you keep kirking out on people. Right, you could hurt somebody. They could lose their career. Put somebody in headlock. You know, 100%. you could knock out consciousness, right. die. Yeah, yeah, I think they just need to kind of take into take it into consideration more so like what could be a worst case scenario if this man kirked out again? Mm-hmm. Like could it ever come to like the death of a player? Mm-hmm. And I mean, wouldn't you want to try to stop that at all costs and and mm-hmm. rehab that man cuz he mm-hmm. needs it. And everybody else who might have some type of issue that they don't want to give out you know give people the power of their emotions fine but let's figure out a way so you can remain talented get your bag and do better because this ain't right. it this, this is not it right Mm-mm. that's how i feel isabella I yeah <laughs> yeah no i was gonna say i feel like all of this situation is just reminding me of like the cte yeah epidemic in football players and mm. that uh doctor what's the name of that Bennett Omalu. Yes, I'm like I'm Nigerian. I should I should remember his name, but um, yeah, like he you know came out and just talked about how we're seeing these abnormal abnormal behaviors, memory patterns in uh, NFL players mm-hmm. um, that and they're dying and committing suicide at very high rates, and we can't really trace where that's coming from. And he linked it to stuff going on beneath the the, the brain. And so I think it's great that Erica alluded to just like the mental health aspect of sports, because like, I do think that's probably playing a big role in why he's behaving like this. And maybe men aren't taught to express their emotions to the same way that women are. So a lot of the times they express it in ways that we deem to be aggression, anger, you know, all of these things. And so um, my hope is that if there is any mental health underlying cause here that that gets addressed and i do think that he probably needs to sit out from playing until that is properly handled because it's only going to harm other people along the way and you know we are a medical podcast so we're going to talk about the medical and how that affects everything else and so i feel like it we'd be amiss to just say oh he's he's acting a damn fool uh without talking about the other reasons as to why that could be happening um so that's my take on it mm-hmm. yeah i mean Thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm sure y'all don't really watch the game like that, but I love that you know you really um, dismantled a lot of the issues that, like you said, mental health should be a priority. I mean, a lot of these players have such an expectation and pressure and burden to mm-hmm. do well, to have 50 points a night and have all you know these rebounds, all these stats, but also their reflection of the environment that they come from too. And you know, Draymond Green is from Saginaw, Michigan, which. You know, so most of them come from, you know, underprivileged environments and there's trauma in association with coming from those environments. And they've never really fully understood how to navigate those emotions or talk to people about that and the pressures they face. So um, I think that's, you know, really critical. And um, thank you guys for at least putting some words in with that, you know. Um, But yeah, with that being said, you know, 2023 is about to end, you know, and it's been an amazing year. Some ups, some downs, some uh, critical things that all happened in our respective lives. Um, but we can do a, uh, you know, a recap with um, what has transpired for all of us. So I'll let you guys go first and talk about um, what 2023 has meant for y'all, you know? Yeah, I I think 2023 has definitely been a year of lessons for me. I think, you know, 
Um, I've grown a lot this year. Um, I've gone through, like you said, ups, downs. Um, mm-hmm. I think that comes with most years, but I think 2023 in particular, man, the downs have been downing. Like they, yeah. they never down before. Um, but I definitely think that it's pushed me um, to grow in, you know, in a lot of ways and hopefully show me my capacity of resilience when it comes to handling certain situations and how I can take that moving forward. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to kiss a goodbye, but I'm not going to be too happy because when I was happy to kiss 2019 goodbye, we had a whole pandemic the year after. So let me just say that, you know, I am, I am, yeah, like I look forward to what is to come. So for me, I guess an experience that shaped me, and caused me to grow this year the most. Um, and it, it might sound cliche because I feel like when people say, oh, I went to Africa, it's like this life-changing experience. But mm-hmm. I went to Africa for the first time. I visited Zanzibar. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so much to say about it. Like your body knows that you're home when you mm. go back to Africa. Like there's just... It just does. I don't know how else to explain it, but it just knows that that's where you are from 100%. and free to be who you like were born to be. It's the weirdest thing to explain because I feel like it mm-hmm. does not make sense. But right. um, there was that. But the group of women I went with, um, one of them is like one of my best friends from college and everyone else was her friend. Um, but I mean, to talk about a handpicked group that made me feel like I was not long, not on an Island in life. Right. Um, there was just so much connectivity between our own life experiences, whether it was this year or in years past. And it kind of gave me the fuel or being with them there gave me this fuel to, like live this is gonna sound cliche as well but to live in my truth in so many ways um Mm -hmm. one of which I can say is like my no means no and that's okay um because I think depending on how you were raised um and the type of person you are in general like I'm Mm -hmm. a people pleaser and I like to put others before myself always for reasons that I'm working through but Mm -hmm. to have somebody who I don't even have a relationship like that with read me for filth in the best way and tell Mm -hmm. me like nah your no means everything to you so it just it really shaped how I'm moving forward with things in life um not overstretching myself and just trying to be this super person because I'm not a super person I'm a human mm. right. and um yeah like Africa was lit I cannot wait to go back I did not want to come back I wanted oh. to girl wanted you didn't get your hair braided when you were there that's when you get the the twenty dollar yeah. the twenty dollar single Listen. braids <laughs> box braids <laughs> I, it is going to happen sooner yeah. than later yet again I, I have to go back it felt so good to be there the soft yeah. girl era. Like, I love that for you. Touching base with the continent and mm-hmm. always talk about grounding, grounding yourself in a different experience, different environment so mm-hmm. that you could evolve yourself and see again and reflect where you are, where you've been and where you want to go. 
And oh, for yeah. me, the same thing transpired. Um, I went to uh, Jamaica recently, a couple weeks back, for the Black Psychiatrists of America conference. Shout out to them. They paid for my trip out there, um, hotel and all of that, you know, because I'm one of the social media interns for them. But I got blessed. He won an award. He won an award, y'all. He won an award, y'all. Clap it up. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Now, they, <laughs> yo, they surprised me. I ain't going to lie. So, yeah, the Aww. thank you for it's uh, called the Dr. Jean R. Spurlock Award for um, it, it's a resident achievement award, even though technically I'm not a resident, but because of I, I'm, I'm assuming the work that I do for my community and also right. for the organization, um, they wanted to celebrate that. And I remember when they called me for the award, I was like speechless. I went up on stage at a short speech, but usually I'll be ready and prepped. But it was Aww. like one of those special moments where I felt affirmed. And even while on the trip, you know, I met a lot of OGs and, you know, the black psychiatric gang. And one of the ladies was like, yo, I see you glowing. Like, you, you're just different than when I seen you in March. Because I went to the conference in March at Meharry over there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, those special moments where it's like people see when you're going through your challenges and your trials and tribulations. But they also see, like, when you're continuing to get to that next space and that next step in your destiny. And I'm, you know, so appreciative of the conference because we have like 70, 80, like black psychiatry attendants there, all speaking words into us and for us. There were other residents there, obviously, and there's, I think, one or two medical students that pulled up. But the fact of the matter is that the the conference supports the efforts of being in the diaspora. We even went to Kingston, Jamaica, to one of the hospital, University Hospital West Indies and met Jamaican psychiatrists. And we learned about how they implement uh, psychiatric care into the parishes and community in Jamaica. They have their own team that works with the actual police force there. So the police calls the psychiatric intervention team to pull up when someone's having, you know, like acute psychosis or any type of uh, mental, um, you know, disability that may occur in their home. And they bring the care to them rather than bring them to the actual hospital where, you know, there's stigma, there's a misunderstanding, there's fear, trepidation about being in that system. And so mm-hmm. we, you know, I saw the beauty of it all, the, all across the whole spectrum from the food, the people, the energy, you know, being on the resort is my first time being on a resort. So I really appreciate that. Um, but I even got a chance to even go to some of the lounges in the area and, you know, get oh, my downtown. I, down. I knew, knowing you, I knew you could have missed the lounge. I knew you yeah, could have. I mean, yeah. there's, the, there's the lounge podcast. There's the lounge all the way. And there's the lounge lounge. Okay, period. Yeah. I think that's going to KFC, though. So it's kind of tight, but it's all good, though. I heard Jamaica KFC. If y'all ain't know Jamaica KFC, they, they said it's delicious. Bang it. it's, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have to try yeah. it. I love yeah. that. So when you go next month, you let me know. Right? <laughs> you said next. Listen. Listen, I on this I, I did not air out. I did not air out where I will be. It will not I will say it will not be Jamaica. Oh, so, okay. All right. All right. So all right. that that's off the table. You right. I will not be at Jamaica. I would that that would have been nice. I'm sure it would have been nice, but I was like, mm, I don't think I want to do Jamaica. I want to do I want to do some other place. But that yeah, you, hilarious. You that's guys funny. will see cuz I follow all of you guys on social media, so you guys will definitely see. But you know, listeners, right. you know, if you happen to not follow me on social media, hopefully you hear on the next op- episode when I've already gone and come back. Yeah. Then <laughs> then I'll announce where I went to. <laughs> that's put, it in your, put it in your close friends stories. That's all. Oh, for the, uh, that's close it. friends. That's Are y'all my close friends? I think think so. 
Uh, I don't, I don't have know what you, you better add me because I want to see yeah. the ratchet behavior. Of yeah. all I them. don't have a close friends to me. If you're following me, I consider you <laughs> close friend, you know, like, so anybody who I'm following, I feel like I feel comfortable enough for you to see my life. So I don't really see the, I see the need for it, but I just don't do it. Yeah. Nah, just, there's a don't. need because there's certain things the world don't need to see, bro. I ain't That's true. But what I do is that I just hide the story from the specific person. You know, you can hide your story from like specific people. Be so I, I, just, I, I, I check the specific people. I'm nah. like, yeah, you're not going to see this. If it's a family member, you're not going to see this. That's what you You got programs, residencies, you got other doctors checking your joint. So it's hard. You can't. Well, yours is private, but mine's public. So that's why. Yeah, mine's private. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works out. That's why you but, just make two pages. That's all. No. Nah. Think it's smarter, not harder. That's one, it. One for the plug and one, yeah, on the low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. But you know what time what time it is? You know, we haven't had the opportunity to have fi- Financial Corner for a little minute. But, you know, as it is the holidays, you know, um, I think it's very important to understand budgeting. And also, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, speaking to giving yourself enough grace and patience with yourself to understand your limits what you can do, and also what you can do. Now, some mm-hmm. interesting statistics about uh, the typical holidays. Americans spend approximately $1,000 on Christmas each year, and mm-hmm. 7 out of 10 Americans exceed their budgets during the holidays, so over 70%. Right? You go in with one thing, a list, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to add this, I'm going to add that, and then you get to that check, I was like, nah, bro, like, nah. <laughs> If you wanted to turn around, but you're like, I don't know if I'll have another opportunity to buy it. That's a fact. And it's like, if I turn around and these long lines, so it's like a whole bunch of complex things that you got to think about. And 37% of those taking on holiday debt said it would take them at least five months to pay it off for this. And the thing is, the the messages we see actually affect our behavior, right? There's Black Mm -hmm. Friday, Cyber Monday, like Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, every day there's a certain message, right? Your family will have a better Christmas if you buy this. Your kids will experience more joy if you get them this. Your perfect mm-hmm. Christmas morning is missing only one thing. So that message kind of gives you a sense of like guilt tripping. Like, yo, I right. feel like I need to do this, right? But the thing is, the holidays are not a good time to overspend on your budget. So here's some of the things that you got to think about when going through the holidays. Set a clear budget for all expenses. So start today by deciding how much your budget is. If it's $100, it's $100. If it's $250, if it's $10, whatever the case may be, stick to it, right? And then anything that goes, feel no shame about not, not going above the budget or going below. Like if you set a standard, keep to it, right? Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes people even, there's tricks in getting through this. So sometimes there's even like holiday tricks where you could actually, you know, find good deals. But the thing is, you got to assess for yourself, is that deal worth it for you in the long term? terms of whatever the gift is, right? Recognize retail tricks. So stores have a knack for getting us to spend more. So recognize the some of the ones that I just mentioned earlier. So be aware of these and tell your mind before going to the store, like, this is what my budget is. They're not going to trick me. And if I feel like I don't want to get it, I'm not going to get it. Don't oh, get- they keep tricking me though. They keep trick. I'm not gonna hold you. They keep yeah. tricking me. So what, what, what are you supposed to, what does somebody who is a a retail, you know, lover. Yeah, and- out of there, man. Get out. <laughs> you don't go in there. Just don't go to the store. I mean, honestly, that's yeah. what it is. But the hard part yeah. is, right, I know I'm sure you guys have seen the memes, like what Black Friday was in 2010. 
versus mm-hmm. like what Black Friday now is. Like they had a cameraman at the Best Buy and then they opened the door and the lady opened the door was like, damn, it's going to be another crazy holiday. And there's only one man that just pulled up into the Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, things are changing, but the thing is now they have cyber, you know, you got online shopping. So um, that's another Monday. thing, you know, just mm-hmm. avoid your favorite websites, you know, avoid yeah. those websites that, you know, is going to trigger you to, you know, want to cause you know, to feel the cause to spend that money, right? Right. Another thing, almost 50% of Americans feel like they're going to get themselves a gift. Hey, I got myself a gift because I need it because I have to, you know, pass my licensure exam. So it's a necessity, mm-hmm. an ends to mean. If it's something that's an ends to mean that's going to benefit you, I think there's nothing wrong with it. But don't mm-hmm. feel obliged just because everybody's getting gifts that you have to get yourself a gift. Yes, you know how they spirit. But if you don't feel like you need to get a gift, don't get a gift. Save the money, maybe for a trip. Like you know, uh, Isabella's going on her trip. You know, we find out where. <laughs> we back to, we're back to the trip. Wow, this trip is not leaving the ears of the listeners. Before Let me stop. We <laughs> so the trips, the trips are my form of therapy as well as retail, that's right. right? So that's why I would say they keep tricking me and people like me who spend uh, who are, I'm an emotional spender. Does that make any sense? When I, I feel connected to something and when I feel like something's going to make me happy, I will spend on it. And yeah, that's like my brother was reading me for, for filth the other day saying like, you only spend when you care about it. When it's something like what you need, you don't care about spending. You want somebody else to pay for it. Say, that's for this <laughs> Because I've experienced <laughs> like, it. I've seen it. I'll hold you. I definitely, you know, try to ask my dad if he has the bandwidth to help me pay for some of these exam stuff because it's expensive but it's like but here i am on fashion nova like what's going on right where's the disconnect so i'm just (laughs) so you know i think that your advice about you know staying away from triggers uh such as sites Mm -hmm. um maybe not going to the store you know but that's that's difficult you know that's difficult i think i got to print on it discipline right you got the discipline (laughs) to go and get into med school pass the mcat pass your step Mm, one you definitely can have the discipline to be like yo i'm not spending this today you do it every day right you you are disciplined enough to manage your finances right like you said two thousand dollars a month some people take that i had a patient when i was on my psych ward that was spending his ssi checks on cocaine and he was homeless but he was getting eleven hundred dollars a month so I mean, it's a matter a of just of understanding, and that is a lot. <laughs> you know what? Listen, we no. we we don't condone you know illicit drugs on the podcast. Right, so right, right. I just want to make that clear. But yeah, this right. is a this is a story. But I'm that saying just say. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just yeah. Set expectations early, so communicate with your family and friends. Um, right. Very few of your families, I hope, would want you to go in debt. So if you feel mm-hmm. like you need to go to debt to get a gift. Please don't do that. You, you, you okay. just, just don't stay away from that. Right. Be smart about travel because travel could be pricey. But if you get it in due time, like you got it five, six months ago. I mean, you might get a really good deal. And then, mm-hmm. last but not least, track every expense down. So it's always about writing and being mindful and being conscientious of uh, what you're spending, so that you know what's going on and you could, you know, mentally calculate, but then physically calculate. Because if you don't see it, then you won't know. And if you don't know it, then you'll be taken advantage of. So at the end right. of the day. Be smart, be mindful, give yourself grace, and it's okay not to get yourself a gift or someone else if it goes against the grain of you having a appropriate and comfortable livelihood. We Can love I it. add one thing? Sure. So, as you mentioned, you are an emotional spender, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I do this not so much with spending, but I realize like on social media, 
on my phone, I can set a timer, right? To mm-hmm. So I give myself 15 minutes of time a day. I usually end up going over, but right. like when I was disciplined for real, I was set 15 minutes of time for Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Do that with your apps on your phone for shopping. So if you don't find anything within 15 minutes and you can't have anything, that right. means you ain't want it that bad. Right. Like, unless you know in your mind you're going for one thing, like you know exactly what you want to buy. It's not going to take you 15 minutes. That's but true. if you do that with all of those apps, if I don't know if you're a store shopper or a, mm-hmm. you shop on your phone, Mm-hmm. I feel like that would help. No, that's actually amazing. It, yeah. You don't see it in 15 minutes. I don't need it. Out of sight, out of mind. Period. No, that's actually an amazing advice because I am more of an online shopper. Like sometimes I'll do store, but that's more so if I was already going to pick up something I needed, then mm-hmm. I came across something else, but it's usually online. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that because that sounds, mm-hmm. that that would help me. That would definitely help me. So thank you, girl. I needed mm-hmm. that. 15 minutes on Sephora. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that being said, we're closing out the financial corner. Thank you guys for your thoughts, questions, ideas. Make sure you keep saving that money, save that bread, be blessed during this holidays, and don't overpress yourself. And with that being said, that is our show. Thanks again for pulling up on this episode of The Lounge. And let us know your thoughts about the discussions we had today or ask us a question for a chance to be featured on the show by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Be sure to follow the SNMA on all our social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. Also, this this is is different. We we don't usually get this this on our episodes. Oh, Erica is still talking. She usually stops at upcoming I events. I usually do. I wow. usually do. What's going on, girl? What's happening? Today is a little bit different, y'all. So this today's episode for December will be my <laughs> final episode with no. the podcast. Um, I have mixed feelings because I sincerely love and appreciate my teammates, the for those of you that don't know um, the podcast, how it came to be like three years ago during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we were all like just virtual meeting on Zoom, meeting to record. And we've evolved over the years, starting with other team members who have graduated. They've become doctors. Um, but each one of them have a special place in my heart and especially my co-hosts um I could not have mm-hmm. asked for a better team to do this with from the beginning to my end um the production um our EPs over the years from Dre um to Skenda to now on Dean um Jared who's been here since the beginning Um, making sure we sound amazing. The people that have come through to help us on the production side in terms of like the content. um, Now we have Steven and Celeste. I'm just thankful for the group that has been here for the duration that I've been here. So I love y'all. I love the SNMA. I love what it stands for, what it represents. Um, This is See You Later. 
it's not a goodbye because they all have my phone number and I will still be contacting each of them. Yes. But I've I've really been blessed by this experience and developed a voice I didn't even know I had. So Aww. shout out to y'all for keeping Appreciate it pushing. It. And then you know what? We have a special guest host coming on in January. So <laughs> Y'all might want to stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, that's the best host. Who, who's a, tell us who's, who's a special guest. Do we know him? Do we know him already? Or her? I mean, him or, her. Or, or her. Or her. You're yeah. right. You're right. Why y'all am I jumping to conclusions? Right. Why am I jumping to conclusions? Depending on how they want to represent themselves, too. Y'all might know them. Right. But I I do know that this will be an amazing addition. Um and I don't there's no shoes to fill, right? It's this is an evolving dialogue un, you know, till till the podcast is no more and it will be more. Mm. Right. From here on out. So signing off, not crying, just gracious for the the experience and the people the uh, the people will make me cry Aww. Aww. Erica yeah we appreciate you so much Honestly, I wanted to like wait for you to finish because like right. I wanted to just yeah. respond and say like there really is no SMA podcast without you you are like such a vital member you've right. touched my life you know I'm sure you've touched everybody else's life on the podcast and even as it continues to grow and evolve like you're we're we are the OG team right whoever comes after right. us listen y'all got big shoes to fill okay right. and we can't <laughs> teach you all of our tricks because it, it's not based on it's not based on you know a certain yeah. formula it's based on who we are and you can't replicate that so no one can replicate who you are Erica so I know you're going to continue to shine and any project you do is going to like be amazing just because you're magnified. So I'm so blessed to have like been with you on this journey for three years. And you know, Aldwin is as well. I will speak for Aldwin because I know Aldwin <laughs> feels the exact same way as me. So Correct. yeah. We are thankful for you, your energy, your grace, like your presence, being the mama on the podcast. But also <laughs> I loved, we appreciated you uh, always playing devil's advocate and, you know, kind of being the moderate between uh, me and right. Izzy. Cause you know, we had some tense moments sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's always love. It's, it's always, always love. love. <laughs> like, always. You know, and, and even going back to the virtual days, like it's crazy. Like we, it really, it still feels like family. Like it's been, yeah. it took what, like two years and a half for us to finally meet up at the right, yeah. conference. Like, but it didn't feel gosh. like that. I felt like it didn't feel like that, mm -hmm. right? And also, right. Jared is mad tall. That I will leave y'all with that. Yeah. <laughs> not not us airing Jared. out this man's. Oh, well, we okay. We didn't. We didn't say his height though. <laughs> no. You're right. We, we still. We still kept it anonymous. You're right. <laughs> He's I did very not tall. No, our sound engineer was as tall as he is. He's very tall, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so when you come to the next A Mecca, you see a very, very, you know you know tall towering over person you should already know who that is because erica has informed formed the public he'll cut it out <laughs> cut it out jared <laughs> watch what it stays watch what it stays and <laughs> let's see what he does the ball's in your court bro i'm done <laughs> This is not the direction it's supposed to go. <laughs> nah, but it's gonna be. I, I'm I'm looking forward to listening as a listener moving forward. Um, but all jokes aside, this has been an experience. So thank you to SNMA for letting the people who came 
and had this idea, let it come to fruition because it has been a blessing to my life for sure. Yeah. Amen. And you're very loved on this platform. So Always. we we appreciate you, Erica, and we're so happy to see you moving on to under other endeavors. And we know we know that you're going to continue to sky uh, fly high in anything that you do. So thank you, sis. Of thank course. you. Of course. All right, y'all. Well, we out. We out. Bye, guys. Here, my love. Love y'all.